G'day guys, my name is Jake and welcome to another week of Jake Breaks the News. I'm going to be taking you through this slightly chaotic week in the news. This week, Joe Biden was officially nominated at the Democratic National Convention to run against Donald Trump at the 2020 election. The first fire of the bushfire season broke out and the coronavirus pandemic continued around the world, although with slightly improved numbers here in Australia. But first, let's talk about some of the stories that you didn't hear. For those of you who didn't tune in last week, we'll talk about those stories first. Then we're going to break down one of the big stories of the week, and we'll round it out with some interesting and good news stories to brighten up your day and make sure you're not just getting all COVID-19 up in your face from the news all the time. So starting with those stories that you didn't hear, President of Mali, Ibrahim Boubacar Keita, has been overthrown by a military coup. Keita forcibly resigned earlier this week, stating that he did not want blood to be spilled to keep him in power. A spokesman for the soldiers that threw hi- overthrew him sorry, said that they acted to prevent the country falling into further chaos. But the UN Security Council has condemned what they are calling a mutiny. Meanwhile, the African Union has voted to suspend Mali with its 15-member Security Council demanding the return of constitutional order and the release of President Keita and his government officials. Mali is one of the poorest countries in the world, and the soldiers, referring to themselves as the National Committee for the Salvation of the People, have said that they do not want to stay in power and merely want to return the country to stability. The revolution continues, but the military leaders have promised elections in the future, so hopefully that is an honest appraisal of the future for the people of Mali. More news as that uh, develops. And Ugandan athlete Joshua Cheptegei has smashed the 5,000-meter world record at the Monaco Diamond League Athletics Championships. The record stood for 16 years, belonging to Kenanisa Bekele of Ethiopia. Cheptegei smashed the record by over two seconds, clocking in a time of 12 minutes, 35.36 seconds. The competition in Monaco has been the biggest international athletics meet so far this season, with all other meets cancelled or otherwise impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. A socially distanced crowd of around 5,000 were pre- present at the Stade Louis II by the Mediterranean Sea in Monaco to see Cheptegei smash the record, even remembering to stop his own watch after he crossed the line after an incredible effort. It's a promising sign of someone to watch in next year's delayed Olympic Games in Tokyo. When we come back here on the uh, Jake Breaks the News, we're going to be talking about our major story for this week and breaking down what exactly it means for you. We'll be right back after this song. It is Papa Don't Preach by Madonna as Tune FM celebrates 50 years, 1986.
That was Papa Don't Preach by Madonna. Welcome back to Jake Breaks the News here on Tune FM. Now on to our major story for this week. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has made comments that baffled and confused many this week after declaring that Australia had an agreement with developers of a COVID-19 vaccine in Oxford to provide 25 million free vaccines to the Australian public. But later that very day, many of those comments were disputed and even backtracked on by Morrison himself. So what's going on? Is there a vaccine? Will we be getting it? And why did the Prime Minister say what he did? Let's break it down. Let's start with the vaccine. The specific vaccine in question is being developed by the University of Oxford's Jenner Institute and the Oxford Vaccine Group. It is what's known as a viral vector vaccine, which uses another virus as a vehicle for COVID-19's genetic data. In this case, it uses a weakened form of a virus that causes the common cold in chimpanzees. So effectively, it uses this virus to mimic the coronavirus and train our immune system to react if you contract the real virus later. There are some good signs that this particular vaccine might be effective too. Phase 1 and 2 trials have suggested that the vaccine is safe, with no serious side effects, and generates a strong immune response. The next step will be a Phase 3 trial, which is to evaluate whether the vaccine will protect people from the virus. Crucially, this means that it is difficult to tell when the vaccine would be ready for distribution, if at all. Yet this week, Scott Morrison announced that the Oxford vaccine would be made available for free to all Australians, declaring it one of the most advanced and promising in the world. Morrison claimed to have reached an agreement with British pharmaceutical agent AstraZeneca to supply 25 million doses for free and a $24.7 million contract with medical technology company Beckton Dickinson for the supply of needles and syringes. The promise was met with criticism from some over the obvious lack of certainty that the, vi that the uh, vaccine sorry, will be successful. But later comments were also met with controversy when Morrison claimed that he was open to the idea of making the vaccine compulsory. He later backtracked on those comments in an interview with 2GB in Sydney. And Health Minister Greg Hunt has further clarified that the vaccine will not be mandatory. But the real controversy came when AstraZeneca revealed that no deal had actually been brokered between Australia and the company. Instead, that a letter of intent had been sent and nothing more. AstraZeneca confirmed that no formal agreement was in place, casting doubt over Morrison's assertions that the vaccine would be accessible and free to all Australians and would place Australia at the front of the pack of the nations vying for a vaccine. So, the answer, watch this space, but don't get too hopeful just yet. It would appear that Mr. Morrison's claims are a little bit premature, but that doesn't mean there isn't reason to be hopeful that a vaccine is on the horizon. As we stated in last week's show, over 100 COVID-19 vaccines are currently in development and showing positive signs thus far. That's our major story for this week on Jake Breaks the News. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some interesting and uplifting news stories to help you get through your week. This is Together by Sia. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. See 
That was Together by Sia. Welcome back to Jake Breaks the News here on Tune FM. Moving on now to some interesting and good news. And Tokyo is finding a way to get through the pandemic with a new attraction that follows social distancing guidelines while remaining absolutely terrifying a drive in haunted house. It's designed by a company called Koagara Setai, a Japanese haunted house and horror event production company, who've claimed that the concept is the first of its kind in the world. It's located in a parking garage and it gives you a 360 degree front row experience simulated, simulating being stuck in your car during a zombie outbreak. You can use your own car for about an $80 entry fee. Or you can rent a car for an additional $10. No driver's license is necessary as the car remains stationary in the garage for the duration of the 17-minute show. It features the use of Bluetooth sound systems, fake blood, and very realistic special effects. And it's definitely one of the most interesting ways I've seen to pass the time without breaking any COVID restrictions. What do you think? Would you brave the drive-in haunted house? On to some good news, and in the space of the two years since the Global Wildlife Conservation published their 25 most wanted list of lost species, a series of rediscoveries over the past few months has reduced that list down to 20. Species including the Jackson's climbing salamander, Wallace's giant bee, the velvet pitcher plant, the silver-backed chevrotain, and the Somali sengi have been sighted this year, some of which haven't been seen in over a century. Looking forward, the GWC say that they are using some renowned and talented artists to help depict the remaining members of the 25 most wanted list and are waiting on a DNA result to confirm a possible sixth rediscovery of the Fernandina Galapagos giant tortoise. It's exciting conservation news to brighten up our worlds in the midst of the most difficult year in recent memory. And finally, onto some weird news. It has snowed chocolate in a Swiss town after a factory glitch at the local lint factory caused particles of cocoa powder to shoot out over the town. The ventilation system at the Lint and Sprungli company factory in Alten, Switzerland, had a minor defect that caused the cocoa nibs, which are the base ingredient of chocolate, to spread around the near vicinity of the factory in the strong winds of the morning. Apparently, the company has offered to pay for any cleaning needed, but they haven't been taken up on that offer. And they have stated that the particles are completely harmless to both people and the environment. If they could move that factory a little bit closer to my house, that would be lovely. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. We'll be back very shortly with some uh, interesting history and some uh, wonderful suggestions for, for pop culture to round out our show. But this is 1955 by Hilltop Hoods, Montaigne and Tom Thumb. I'll see you shortly. You know when you're doing a song about a small town? Or try Lambert sniffing salts today. You gotta start it with a cliche, you know what I'm saying? Lie. Uh, time moves a little slower here. The pain feels cause the summer's here, it's Lucifer. And we're new and near, no way you would know of. Locusts here, right? They show up just to show off. For men, take a little, just to watch the day go by. Philosophizing with the friends like they play to. They prophesied on the bench by the main road right. They gotta buy some like A.O. with his laser guys But what a know? Fox News got them lit They're shockers, fundamentalists, the new communists A girl with a shopping list, clutch a handbag close I'm like, damn man, then it's all back has jokes Cause I'm a gentleman, but then again, most of us are First name basis in the bank, the post office, the bar The gross of the pass, a lady iron trying to grab your pension the old men on the bench. Direct from the transistor radio in your lounge room. 
It's the entertainment that the whole family can enjoy. Well, I say, looking slick will do the trick, so try Barry's Brill Crew Well, let's today. go, let's well, go. Well, let's go. a little slower here Day feels like a week A week it feels like it could go a year And we know we're near Nothing man it's so true I don't tell them where I'm from I tell them where I'm close to And I could go through an atlas And show you on a map But you still look at me sideways And treat me like I'm backwards But that's just fine It so happens I'm happy living in a city That is trapped in time While you're lined up in traffic I'm not panicked by transit I'm back in time For a TV dinner And an early night Cause we get Dressed to travel, got an early flight Been doing laps of the earth, we're doing laps of the sun Trying to put where I'm at on the map Cause where I'm from, we never get a mention But all that and then some Once again, the old men on the bench hum. And across the country they came in waves Thousands upon thousands of flying discs Descending from the planet Mars For the closest shave, try a Wilson's razor today Well, let's today. go, let's well, go Took a whole job, 55 Where we go, where we go, this will always be home No matter Where we go, where we go, this will always be home No matter Where we go, where we go, this will always be home No matter Where we go, where we go, this will always be home If you can't beat the summer heat, then what you need is a Wardell's Wardell Refrigerators, the cooler choice. The dieting revolution taking the world by storm. Well, Montaigne, let's go. Nineteen fifty-five by Hilltop Hoods, Montaigne and Tom Thumb. Welcome back to Jake Breaks the News, our last segment here on 106.9 Tune FM. For our interesting history segment today, we're going to be talking about Operation Paperclip, which was a military operation after World War II in which the records of premier German scientists were expunged so that they could secretly work in American labs against the Soviets in the Cold War. Over 1,600 Nazi scientists were brought to the United States for research at the end of the war, being offered immunity from their war crimes in exchange for work in American labs instead of Russian ones. This was no small operation either. These German scientists were responsible for such milestones as Apollo 11's moon landing. They were recruited from a found document called the Osenberg List, which was a list developed by Hitler's regime to employ scientists who were sympathetic to the Nazi cause. The US, upon discovering that list, began recruiting these scientists to their cause, but partly in fear that the Soviets would be trying to do the same thing. At first, the Americans were mainly concerned with capturing and interrogating the scientists, 
But as the extent of Nazi technology became clear, the plan rapidly changed. They attempted to replicate many of the weapons that were developed under the Nazi regime, and often these scientists were not treated well or given livable labor conditions. Among these former Nazis was famed scientist Werner von Braun, who was nearly awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom for his work on rocketry with NASA from 1945 into the 1960s. He was a huge part of America's efforts to win the space race. Much of the operation's history remains unknown, but there is a book you can read into if you'd like more information. Annie Jacobson's 2014 book, Operation Paperclip, The Secret Intelligence Program That Brought Nazi Scientists to America, bit of a mouthful of a title, contains a lot of previously unknown information about the operation that is both fascinating and eye-opening. I'd highly recommend it. What do you think? Was Operation Paperclip a bit of a blemish on American history, or was that an act of genius? Well, we'll finish up the show with my movie recommendation for the week, which is Olivia Wilde's 2019 take on the coming-of-age teen comedy, Booksmart. While it might look on the surface like a film you've seen a million times before, this one does a lot of things quite differently. There's some interesting shots, some uses of different mediums, it's a hilarious film, and it features some outstanding performances from up-and-coming young actresses Caitlin Dever and Beanie Feldstein. I highly recommend you check it out. It is available on Foxtel Go or for rent on YouTube. Well, that wraps up another week of Jake Breaks the News. Uh, don't forget to check out the podcast if you'd like to uh, hear previous episodes or this episode again. You'll catch me again live next Friday from 5 p.m. here on 106.9 or at tunefm.net. For now, I uh, hope you have a wonderful evening and I'll see you next time.